0: Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Hello and a very warm welcome. You're listening to Colourful Radio. I'm Phil Woodford, and this is Five in the Eye, our weekly news review show
1: every Friday morning. And it's me, Michael O'Hajira, joining Phil via Zoom and revealing that our top story this week is going to be the state of the UK economy three years after we left the European Union. The International Monetary Fund says... We're doing worse than other leading economies, even worse than Russia. With the international sanctions imposed on it, we're still worse. Five in the eye. Extraordinary. And for our second story, we're looking for the tooth,
0: the whole tooth, and nothing but the tooth. Has NHS dentistry all but disappeared for many? According to news reports, people who can't afford to go private are being
1: forced to use DIY kits on their gnashers. And what's story number three this week? Well, it's the news that the 20 mile an hour zones might be coming to an area near you very soon. Phil already lives in a borough where this sedate speed limit is the norm. So I'm looking forward to getting his reaction
0: and feedback. And some fish seem to move faster than 20 miles an hour in Japan as they splashed the cash and racked up a credit card bill for a game player on Nintendo. Yes, I know it sounds like gibberish, but we'll explain more later on. This bizarre story makes it in at number four this week's show.
1: (laughs) And to round off the eye this week, at number five, it's Johnson. Oh, Boris Johnson, sorry, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson's claim that the Russian strongman Vladimir Putin Letting to kill him with a missile, if only. Who do you
0: believe when there are two liars on the call? And that's this week's Five in the Eye. Five in the Eye. Okay, well, we're going to kick off the show this week with what Michael and I usually refer to as the B word, Brexit. And it came to light again this week because the the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, published a report and it was looking at the uh, projections for leading economies. And it showed that we in the UK uh, were destined to languish behind other major economies in terms of growth. Um, It was also pointed out that even Russia, uh, which has been subject to international sanctions, is going to grow modestly uh, according to the IMF, in the period ahead, probably because of the the, the 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 energy revenues that that the war has provoked, whilst we are going to be seeing negative growth, and um, and many commentators have said, look, the elephant in the room here. Is Brexit? This is this is fundamentally what's put us at a huge disadvantage. Everyone suffered from, you know, everyone suffered from COVID. Everyone's had the same effects, of course, from the war in Ukraine and uh, and and, and uh, the the the, the, uh, the knock-on effect on energy. Everyone's um, in the same boat with regards to supply chains and relations with China and so on. The missing ingredient is Brexit. And what, what do you think of this, Michael? The defence is, well, the IMF, well, they usually get things wrong. A lot of their predictions have been false before. That's the kind of defence of the pro-Brexit. What, what do you make of it, well, Michael?
1: The, the, the pro-Brexit, the pro-Brexit brigade deflect every authority, every, every economic authority, say they've got it wrong. And then they go to the moral high ground of, you know, taking back control, D- democracy in action and it just seems you know phil it's 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 seven years since that vote mm. seven years in june we left three years ago yet we're still going on and for me i find it very depressing phil very depressing in the sense that can't we move on and and talk about the, the, the expression i'm hearing is like what's best for britain like, let's put you know the majority of us agree that, that there's some B regret now. There's regrets. But let's move on. Let's, let's see what we're going to do for Britain. Rather than hiding behind these, you know, attacking statistics. And some of the statistics, I know, we've been going on that forever. You know, a 4% decrease, 4 to 5% decrease in GDP. You know, what was it, the figure, the, 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 the other figure I saw the other day? We're losing a million pounds an hour. Some people say it's 10 million pounds an hour. You know, the pound lost 10%, 10% when we, when we left. And we still haven't got that 10% value back in the pound. So look, you know, for me, the figures are what the figures are. It's how we're going to go forward as, well, as then a country.
0: Then the, then the, you know, I the debate is obviously the, the rages, you know, we, we, and we 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 have covered this ground before, but it's worth retreading it in the light of the latest latest stats I mean there are people who say look we made a stupid mistake not only did we make a stupid mistake we can see the evidence of it now we've had a few years um as you say regret has has set in if you ask people now um you know whether they think on balance it was the right thing to have done most people say no it wasn't and so then the argument from some people would be well why are we continuing on with this uh blinkered approach that says you know brexit is done and dusted forever people have changed their minds um the labor party on the other hand seems very reluctant to pick up on that strand it says you know the the vote was the vote we don't want to go back down that divisive road let's try and make the most of brexit and then people are saying well what do you mean make the most of brexit there's nothing to make of it so where do you sit in
1: this all of this michael Best for Britain, Phil. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're not going to go back. We're not, I don't think we're going to join in the short term, but we've got to think about that. That's our biggest, our biggest trading partner next door. Mm. How can we get on with them? How can we move on together? You know, remember we, we, we talked about the four freedoms that that, that 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 the EU had. They talked about the freedom of freedom, the freedom of movement of 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 goods, people, services, and capital. That, Let's decide what are, the, what are our priorities in that. It's certainly not people we don't know immigration. Capital, that's important to us because the, the city is one of, our, one of our biggest earners. You know, services, we, we, we earn a lot of money out of services. And then finally goods. How can we come back together? How can we work with these people? And I'm looking for building bridges. How can we move forward together rather than this climate oh, that- of us and them? Well, I I think this is what probably will happen. There'll be a gradual
0: um, coming together of the UK and the EU in the coming years. And probably it'll be driven by a Labour government. And it'll be a Labour government that doesn't go into an election saying, let's reverse everything that went on before. It will be very cautious. They'll come in and they'll start talking. There'll be a dialogue. And we might try to resolve some of the issues that are that are outstanding to make the, the, the arrangements and agreements that little bit more favorable to us. And we'll be showing uh, a more open attitude towards the European Union again. And gradually, over time, we become closer. And there may come a point at some point in the future where, you know, we review our relationship again. But I tend to agree with you. It's not going to happen anytime very soon.
1: No, 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 we say we review our relationship, Phil. Let's get real, Phil. We are yesterday's people. Mm. It's our children, our children's children, it's their futures, which we kicked into the long grass with this Brexit. And they'll want something, they'll want something out of it. They'll want something, and I'm sure we're gonna come back. They will want to make a change and a difference and, and a positive difference in their life. Because one of the things I would I would like to believe, and this is bear with me, Phil. That the free movement of people. Now I know you're going to, we're going to talk about immigration. All those Polish people coming over here—that was totally our order. But it's, with the free movement of people, it's not just people; it's ideas, and that's what makes things happen. People and ideas—they come together and they create things. You know that, that, that that's exactly how Silicon Valley works. It's how the the, well, the Cambridge yeah. Science Parks work. I, I, I it's agree. It's ideas, ideas. It, it,
0: it's ideas, but at a more fundamental level, it's it's filling jobs as well. I mean, we we've got vacancies in certain sectors, and oh, yeah, we've oh, lost, yeah. about, we lost about we've lost about three hundred and thirty thousand people out of the UK. Back to EU countries, who probably would have been doing a lot of the jobs that we're struggling to fill, and you know this is
1: this is self defeating, isn't it? No, no. Totally. I, I saw I saw a headline earlier this, this week about Hunter says, to the over fifties get off the golf course and get back to work. Hello, I wish that's, I was. On, I wish I was on the golf course, Michael. That's but... a great slogan. That, that's going to get people back. they get off the go- get back to work. Come on, get real. And and that's part of a modern economy. It's mixed now, mixed in terms of not just gender, ethnicity, age, country of origin. It's mixed, and, and that's that, that's the most successful ones are moving forward. It's in Germany, you know. Chancellor um, um, Merkel said very controversial with the, with the, uh, immigration policy, but it's bearing fruit now. The fact that they needed those those people to to, to fill to fill the gap. So Phil, you know, the big thing here is. This is a long term thing. And the Tories, they've had it now. 13 years enough. Let's get Labour in, see if they can do something to not, not, not deal with Brexit, but do the best for Britain. Do the best for Britain. Five in the eye. Our second story, Phil, this week, you pointed out to me, I'd never really considered it an issue. And I thought it was a bit of a joke. It was a man has to, DIY dentistry from Amazon, <laughs> you know, a 399 kit to, f- to, to fix a crown. But when you look into the story, okay, and the one and it is a bit humorous, yes, the you know, DIY dentistry, but on the other hand, Phil, I, I was shocked to find 90% of, of NH practices aren't taking on new patients. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of national NHS dentistry is essentially dead in this country. If you haven't got the money to pay for private private dentistry, well, that's it, man. DIY, you know, Amazon or alternative. As I saw on on the um, on the Elizabeth line t- this evening, or the, sorry, the, the 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 last evening, they were talking. There, there was adverts for dentistry in Turkey, premium <laughs> premium prices at, at low costs. It was you know, pr- premium service at low cost. It was just. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I know people who've uh, gone out
0: to. Uh, to turkey uh, which is a kind of center for this kind of thing and and also for cosmetic procedures uh, and so on and it, it, you know people people uh, can get stuff done at a much cheaper price than they can in the uk i mean what's what what's quite shocking is that even if you go to an nhs dentist very often you still have to pay uh, for a number of the services not as much as you pay privately but there's still costs involved um and then in some areas there's very few NHS dental practices. and as you rightly say, it's very difficult to get on the books of one if you're not already on one. And so, then, what are you supposed to do? You can't get an NHS dentist, you can't afford a private dentist, and so you're, um, you're, you know, what, what's going to happen to your teeth? I mean, I remember my mum; she um, she grew up in Ireland um, in in the forties and fifties. She'd never seen a dentist before she came to the UK when she was like nineteen. Um, that, that there was no access to, to to dentistry. She she came from a poor background. People couldn't afford. It was seen as a luxury. And are we are we kind of in danger of
1: it becoming a luxury for the rich? Well, Phil, I think I think you're right, Phil. Because my, my concern is this is a model for the future of the NHS in the sense that it's 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 it by it's by stealth because you know, on the surface, yes, we still have NHS dentistry, but in reality, if you can't pay for all those little add-ons for the hygienist, for those for the X-ray, then it it doesn't happen. Your 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 dental health suffers. They love an X-ray, don't they? The dentists—they
0: get those X-rays in there quicker than you can say Jack Robinson.
1: Well, exactly. No, this is the problem now because the government doesn't trust the dentists, so they put up all these kind of can. You know, they 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 put them in a straitjacket in terms of what they will pay for, not pay for, in terms of because dentistry is out of you know is 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 not possible now. So dentists quite rightly say, "Well, enough of that, mate. I'm getting enough private cl- um, 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 private clients." I'll deal with them. They'll pay, Phil, as you say. They'll have that. They'll have that X-ray. They'll have the X-ray done. They'll have the hygienist do their work for them. And in, and in, and in the long term, it's better for their for for their dental health. But the government is saying, mm, well, you've got to use these materials. You've got you got, got this amount of time. I and mean, do I do I read it, Phil? Dentists are saying, nah, can't be bothered. Too much trouble. And last point, Phil. You've got to thank our GPs who are still going with the flow, even though the government is putting these constrictions, constrictions restrictions on them in terms of you know ten minute interviews per complaint and all this. They're still there, but you, you've got to wonder how long is it going to last? Five in the eye. Our third story this week
0: is all about the speed limit, and so a number of websites, including What Car, were covering the fact that. Uh, nearly half of London's roads already have a 20 mile an hour limit and government guides on road design in newly built residential areas. There's a kind of assumption now that there will be a blanket speed limit of 20 miles an hour instead of 30. So the 20 mile an hour zone is kind of starting to take over. Now, I know this from my own borough, which is uh, Richmond, uh, we, we have, I would say 90% of the roads in the borough are 20 miles an hour. And, uh, although I'm not a driver, as you know, I, I do, uh, I, I'm a passenger and I go on buses and, uh, I, I'm very used to this 20 mile an hour on some of the roads, Michael. It seems almost impossibly slow. The roads are quite wide, and you, it feels like you might as well be in a horse and trap.
1: No, no, come on, Phil, get real now. Come on, Phil. Why do Why do you need to travel at two hundred miles an hour or oh, forty miles being flipping forty miles? an hour. Calm down. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there safely. And Phil, look at the the stats are very compelling in this, Phil. Very compelling. Back in the day, they used to say. You know, if you were hit at 30 miles an hour, you, you, your chances of death were something like um 20 percent, but but at 20 miles an hour is 2.5 percent your chances of death okay oh, no, the, the the
0: strongest, yeah, the strongest but, argument I agree is about is about road safety
1: but 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 but, but Phil, th- th- those figures are overcooked. they have come down a lot now. We're talking about you know it's about eight percent at 30 miles an hour, but nevertheless, it's significant. It's significant. You know, it's, it's almost four times. You have four times your times, chance chances of dying being hit at 20 miles an hour, as to 30 miles an hour. So there's an impact on safety. And let me, let's get real, Phil. Do you know, do you know what the average speed in um, uh, central traffic in, in, in London is? Probably, today? About,
0: probably about nine or 10 miles an hour or
1: something, is it? I don't know. 8.7. 8.7. And, and it rises to the outer suburbs, your leafy suburbs. The average speed is 20.3 miles an hour. So we're actually doing it now on average. That's what the speed limit is. So just, there's no, not the speed limit, but that's the average speed of the traffic. So, well, what we're saying, well, let's get realistic, just accept that 20 miles an hour is what it is and go with the flow. Let me throw
0: another idea at you, Michael. This is an interesting thing that happened to us as a family. So, although I don't drive, Mrs. W drives, and uh, we've got. Um, a Peugeot, and uh, she took it in for its mot um it failed its mot on the emissions it was failing all the emissions tests now the garage said you know what this is it's that the car isn't getting like a proper run most of most of our driving is just in the local area and if we do travel it's across london across other boroughs that are, are, are you know not encouraging high speeds anyway and um This garage, they took the car out on a motorway for half an hour, gave it a run. It came back. It passed all the emissions tests. Um, Now, I was a bit flabbergasted. I'm no engineer, Michael, but I was a bit flabbergasted by this. Could it be that these slow speeds are actually not good for the engines and therefore not good for the the gases
1: that we're breathing in uh, as we go down the street? No, Phil, you're mixing two things there. You're you, you mixing regulation with um, engines designed to meet the regulations, and the, the engines themselves today are designed to meet regulations, which are based on thirty or thirty miles an hour, forty miles an hour, etc. If they had regulations that said you have got to go twenty miles an hour, they'd build a different engine. It'd be a, a different regulation engine. In fact, I go further to say it's just different software. Different software, because you can soup these engines up to do modern engines to perform at one pace or another. And you saw a little bit of that from this um the diesel scandal in um the Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Volkswagen, Volkswagen and Mercedes, with where, where they where they tweak the um the the software for the test and then mm. the software for different on the on the street. So you know this is this is governments have the power if they want or to, 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 to squeeze the manufacturers to say. This is what we're looking for. This is what we're looking for. You know, just in terms of um, particulates in the air and, and, and petrol consumption, it's come, you know, these has been reduced considerably over recent years now. We're getting, I'm, I'm getting, well, not, I'm, I'm going to say I, the car gets about 40, 50, 60 miles to the gallon on certain runs. We're using less, less, less petrol. You know so the engines are capable of different animals from what they were 10-15 years ago. So the government, if they want to, they could squeeze the engine, the, the, the car manufacturers to 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 come to, to standard or standards that, that, that they define.
0: So Michael, if we were going to drive over to you in Abbey Wood, you'd be happy if it was 20 miles an hour all the way, even, even if it,
1: it took us that little bit longer to reach you. Come on, Phil, getting real. I would want you to arrive safely, and feeling happy. You know, I remember when I was in Martha's Vineyard, where the speed limit is fifteen miles an hour, and policemen would run up to you, <laughs> going over and say, "Stop, slow down." You know, it's it's it's, it's, just, it's a different attitude. You know, listen, why do listen, to...
0: listen to you, Mark, When I was in Martha's Vineyard, oh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, and you talk about me in the leafy suburbs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no that, was, that was a long time it was a long that was a back in the day back in the day thing but no Phil if it, if it takes you two hours as opposed to one hour 50 one hour 30 come on be in your life healthier, safer, calmer rather than stressed you know you moving one traffic jam to another just I'm going to say this to you calm down calm down enjoy the view have a look around breathe in enjoy live in the eye our third story this week is a fishy story it comes from Japan and it's about live TV it's about it's about a game on TV of a fish playing a digital game I'm not quite clear what the game is but this this uh, people watch this fish doing this game um the fish actually started rewriting the um the username for the, for for the owner of the uh, owner of the game and as a consequence started to spend money so this fish just wandering around through motion detection technology again a bit of bit of magic there was able to spend hundreds of yen <laughs> yeah, my my, my, underst- my
0: understanding of it was that it was the, the the fish swim in various patterns um and the motion sensors allowed them to play the game. But what happened was when when the owner went out of the room, um the screen defaulted back to kind of the 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 the, the the kind of menu <laughs> at which point the fish's motion started changing usernames uh, exactly, uh, and, yeah. and, and spending money which is absolutely extraordinary i mean do you think the do you think the fish knew what they were up to i mean maybe they were fed up with playing the games michael they thought they thought right this is our chance to get our own this on this so, on this so, for,
1: so for, let me understand this correctly this is you crediting fish with intelligence <laughs> reactive intelligence Intelli- yeah. Intelligent with the great. This could be uh-huh. the rebellion. This could be re-
0: re- rebellion of the fish. Forget Planet of the Apes. Oh. It's Planet of the Planet of the Fish. I'm so
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say it to you, I don't believe that's quite true. I don't believe that's quite true. That was the um that the the, the fish knew what was going on. But but it's this whole idea of who's in control here. Mm. Is it the owner of the fish and the game, or is it the fish? Or is it the, the person who who, who, who who dictates the rules for the game?
0: Well, if I was at the credit card company, and I think the money was spent with Nintendo, but if I was at the credit card company or I was at Nintendo, I would say, look, look your choice to have these fish swimming around, mate. And if you if they racked up a huge credit yeah, card yeah, bill because yeah. of, of your weird idea about fish playing games, uh, I'm sorry, you're liable for
1: it. You know, that, that, I mean, I, Exactly, exa- exactly. I guess the, the, the idea of you've decided that you're going to let this this fish swim around to define how the how you react to this game. Well, you, you set yourself up there. I'm sorry, mate. You know, you the, you know you, 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 you know you you the the biggest lie on the internet. Bill. Well, I've I've read the terms and conditions. He read the terms and conditions and somewhere in the, in there it said, if you say okay, then we accept you're okay. as a as a, as a way of, of of responding to payment and actions. Mm-hmm. So no, he's done. And I, I, well, I think it'd be, it would be good for us to get this
0: owner of the fish on five in the eye. But the trouble is, we don't speak Japanese, so maybe we need to get the fish on instead, uh, and, and and see what they have to say about it.
1: Well, I guess, I, I guess, Phil, you've always been a bit fishy. So I guess you'd be able to have a chat with this fish. Five in the eye. Our final story this week
0: brings together two of the world's best-known liars: uh, Boris Johnson and Vladimir Putin. Now, if you put them to, if you put these guys together in some kind of lie off, a lying competition, Michael, I think that, you know, they, they, you wouldn't really know who to back. But according to Boris Johnson, they had a phone call soon after he'd been to Kiev, um, just at the start of the war, just before the start of the war last year. Uh, and he described getting Putin on the blower which I thought was a marvelous uh, a marvelous toft's description of his his phone call got Putin on the blower and there was a bit of chit chat and what have you and apparently Putin said you know what Boris uh, it'd be quite easy for me to take you out with a missile um now the kremlin denies this i mean uh, the kremlin deny everything though don't they and you um and yet boris johnson you wouldn't believe a word that came out of his mouth so where <laughs> where 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 are we left with this
1: michael well okay, again, at the end to your point, you're right. Two liars who do who two gross liars who do you believe? So I'm i am I'm I've gotta to stick to my instincts. I'd sooner believe Putin than Johnson. Period. <laughs> you know, and having said that, but when you say that Putin would, would he waste a rocket on on Johnson? He's 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 more about, you know, what's it the um the umbrella? With, with 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 the with the with the poison at the end, it was just just poking with the umbrella. The old Cold War techniques. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, so.
0: The way, we know we know that Putin, we know that Putin loves a bit of Novichok and Polonium and this kind of thing. Right? Exactly. I mean, so, he's he, he's hardly got any
1: scruples, but a missile
0: is a bit of a different kind of thing. Exactly.
1: So, if in some ways it's a bit it's a bit sloppy, you know. Whereas you know the the old the old umbrella poking with an umbrella, it's focused and it's committed. Not that we want Mr Johnson to die. May he live forever. May he live forever. But I would say as a threat, as a Putin threat to Johnson, I suggest is sending some kind of intercontinental ballistic missile to London just to deal with Johnson, just to send a couple of tourists over to have a walk around the, the House of Parliament. I know, by the way, exactly. after
0: Johnson. After they've checked off Salisbury Cathedral, they could
1: come to the House <laughs> of Commons definitely so come on come on johnson get real or equally putin get the umbrella out five in the eye well that's it for episode 0396 of five in the eye we hope you enjoyed the show and we if, if we haven't been blasted by the russian missiles or poked in the by the uh the russian umbrella we'll be back to do it all over again at the same time next week
0: not only that, we hope to be joined by our Bureau Chief in Germany, none other than Burkhard actor So it's one you won't want to miss. For now, in London, this is Phil Woodford wishing you well for the
1: week ahead and saying goodbye. And this is me, Michael Hurd saying as ever, if you have been, thanks for listening. We put the world to rights for the put the world to rights on the hard shoulders of multiple life this week. And now, rejoining the fast lane and heading for home. Goodbye. Five in the Eye
0: with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?